Bloody Elbow presents the Level Change Podcast, the combat sports variety show that brings you analysis, fight announcements, and insightful discussion of MMA's biggest headlines. Paid Bloody Elbow Podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content, if available, at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloodyelbowblog, and as always, on bloodyelbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes and Victor Rodriguez. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to episode 246 of the Level Change Podcast. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined, as always, by this awesome dude right here, Victor Rodriguez. And today, we are going to look at a couple of cards. We've got UFC Vegas 73. We've got uh, Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron. We have Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. So we're kind of spoiled for choice this week. And that's a good thing because the UFC card, once again, these Apex watered down cards are looking mighty threadbare. Victor, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I just wanted to plug something right quick. Uh, If you didn't get the chance earlier in the week, Please be sure, more than anything, first up, to listen to the John Nash interview, the most recent um, episode of Hey Not the Face. I still count that as an interview. I don't care. Uh, Where he discusses the Francis Ngannou deal, and he goes into maybe not the most granular detail, but as close to it as you can get from the outside and uh, really gives it a bit of a nice inside look as to what his potential conditions may be because it's not just about the money it was a really illuminating conversation as is the case with a lot of uh, conversations that john has with that lady over there stephanie haynes uh and also also i do want to remind you folks we did have that earlier episode in the week with tim bissell talking all things sumo um guys it's super interesting stuff. It is amazing. I love how we broke down the rankings and the customs and you know ties to Shintoism. Really illuminating conversation. Um, it, it, it's really worth your time. And Tim is just such a gem. Uh, please show the dude his support. The dude is working super hard to make sure that we get quality stuff out there. And this will not disappoint. So please check those out. And he's going to come back periodically and give us breakdowns of the current competitions that are happening. So... Look for more of Tim Bissell here and there as these things go forward. He's so smart. I love that dude. He is. He's awesome. And he, uh, he's he been showing me the, the good-looking wrestlers, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's this one. I can't pronounce his name, but good Lord, dude smiles and lights up the entire universe. It's not Enho, is it? No, Enho is oh, okay. the... I, I checked out Enho. He's cute. But this guy is, like, drop-dead handsome. He is what? really... Enho is, is the short king to end all short kings. He is the one we all should aspire to be. <laughs> I love that guy. Holy shit. He's just tossing dudes twice his size. Like, man, I'm jealous, bro. Like, damn, I almost, like... I can't do what this guy does. You know what I'm saying? I, I just love watching him um, display that skill and show, as, as Tim himself noted multiple times, it's not just fat guys. Like, these guys have right. a tremendous amount of skill, and it's a great thing to watch. His name is Kiri Bayama, but they call him Kiri Bayama. <laughs> oh, you know what? He Man, is shit. I love when looking. they do that shit. 
He is good looking. He's one of the 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 more svelte wrestlers too. He's not one of the big four hundred pounders. Oh. So, but he's he's very handsome. I was okay. like very impressed with this guy. Well, um, so let's let's go ahead and dive right into some fights. UFC on ABC Four. We're gonna we're gonna go backwards first, and I want to go backwards first because for the first goddamn time this year, I smoked y'all with a perfect score, and. You know what? I I feel that needs to be front and center today for our news. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I it's got to feel good. I don't. Yeah, no, no, I don't feel. Get in there, glow it all you want. Shit, I have you been trailing hard time. Victor, my goddamn entire card worth of fights. So this week and last week, uh, where I went four and one, have been a blessing because right now. I'm only six. I'm only half a card behind. And what cards they've been. Wow. <laughs> I'm you, good God. So, Holy shit. We've been, man, we have been fed some. Wow, man, that, 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 this, this shit. I, I know we're going to get to it, man. This shit was rough to watch. Mm-hmm. God, I don't care how much you love this sport. You got to admit it, man. You got it. And I say it all the time, right? Like you could watch, you could be the most dedicated NBA fan or NFL fan or NHL fan. You know, deep in your dark and just 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 completely starved and shriveled heart that not everyone is going to be a banger. We know that. But even still, like, bro, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. These cards are just awful, but we got some good moments out of them. And that's beside the point. For all of you out there that like to put your finger down on that little button that says, but the card was still exciting. That's not the point. The point is, is we're being fed things that are not top quality. Just because you put two lower tier guys in, one is going to beat the other one. It might end up being exciting, but we're not seeing the best fighters from the promotion that has the entire market share. I mean, we should be seeing the creme de la creme all the time. And these lower tier fighters should absolutely just be openers, should be preliminary fights only. So what you're you're trying to say is they're not sending their best. They're not sending their best at all. All right. So let's Let's go ahead and start at the bottom. And the reason why I want to start at the bottom is because there were some stinkers in this card and there were some moments that had me scratching my head. But in the end, Jelton Almeida saved the day. So we're going to build up to that. We're going to start with Tainara Lisboa putting on an outstanding performance against Jessica Rose Clark. And she got that sub at... 420 of round three. Oh. And <laughs> I know why Victor <laughs> did that. <laughs> My ears perked up. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Jessica Rose Clark. I love this little girl so much. Mm-hmm. She has the tools. She puts in the time. She wants to do this, but she has a mental block. And I believe it was you that mentioned last week that, you know, she goes to a sports psychologist and she has been very vocal and open about this. 
But man, it sucks to see her, you know, take a third straight loss. I think it was her third straight, right? Uh, Almost just positive. checking briefly, and I believe it was. Just want to make sure that I confirm that. Um, where did that go? Yeah, it was. It was, it was yes. Julia Stoliarenko before this, and Stephanie Egger before that. And all three submissions. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel for her, but I, I do agree that it might be time because she was one of the UFC fighters from just this card that was released and i maybe she needs a little time in the regionals uh maybe she could get back or get over there to invicta and you know get herself going again she needs a confidence booster really bad right now i i'm not sure what the next step really should be i mean i i think that there's some some more evaluation here um I, I don't know really where to start. I'm not really the, the sort of um, – sometimes you can take a bit of a, a glance from the outside and say, you know, maybe this would be the best course of action. I don't know where she goes from here. Um, I, she's not bad, but she seems to just – maybe she just hit her ceiling. Maybe she got figured out early. Maybe there are limitations in her training. I don't know. I, I really would like to poke some holes here because she's got like 20 fights, right? She's won 11 and 9 now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, plus I believe she's had some amateur fights as well. I don't know what exactly would need to happen if her heart is still in this, if she's just trying to fulfill this or, you know, maybe it's a very different feeling while you're in there training. And then when you get out there, you're unable to perform in the actual fight that's happened too. We've, we've talked about Jim, uh, you know, the, the, the boogeyman in the gym, right? The Joe Riggs is the, uh, the, uh, Mike piles, right? Guys that like they're, they're, they're bullying world champions in the gym, but then, no, it doesn't quite come together that same way until it comes to execute. So I'm not sure. I'm not saying that she's on that particular level, but maybe she's doing things well enough. But then when the fight actually happens, things just go another route. I don't know. All right. Next up. This fight is interesting me for to me for a couple of reasons. One of them being Gabe Green's response to being knocked out uh, in 14 seconds. <laughs> he said... I guess I zigged when I should have zagged. And I don't know why, but that just sent me. I thought that was so funny. Um, Brian Battle getting that amazing counter right hook uh, was was phenomenal. I don't understand Dana's reasoning for punishing some people for missing weight and rewarding others. I don't care if it was the greatest thing ever. There were a lot of people that put on stellar performances that were denied you gotta stop being arbitrary you need to either do it or don't and make it uniform for the whole roster you can't be picking and choosing like this it's just not fair no you're you're telling me mr power slap mr contender series the man who has a reputation for prioritizing finishes over anything else is prioritizing finishes over everything. Oh, you know what, man? Come on now. Come on. You know what the worst thing is? It just gets worse with time, and it makes him look like an even bigger rube, you know? And I'm not like – I look, obviously I have a bias, but I – god damn, I, I really, really try to at least, with my bias, be fair, all right? I'm not just saying this for shits and giggles. I really do think – 
that there is a concern when you have a guy who's this involved in the game, who's been in this for so long, seen so much, done so much, and yet he's getting even – it's like he's regressing. Mm-hmm. It's like he's digging his heels in and getting more stubborn with stuff like this. And that's how you end up with situations like this, signing people that aren't ready, hyping people that aren't ready. And then, you know, you just – you make decisions like this where is it fair that I, – I mean, I'm happy to see Brian Battle get a bonus – because of the fact that he put in the work and he got the finish, I think all of them should get finish bonuses as is. I think everybody's underpaid. So, I mean, like, it's kind of nice that at least he got some money in his pocket. But, God damn, dude, like, are you really going to do it like this? Come on, man. Uh, next up, this one also is interesting to me because this was another fighter that was re- uh, removed from the roster. Uh, I can't say for certain that there were cut or if their contracts ran out, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say they were cut. (laughs) But this one is Mandy Baum uh, getting the split, the technical split decision over Jeon Kim as a result of this stupid, stupid knee roll. But anyways, um, I wish that Jeon Kim hadn't been cut. I love her fights. She has... Man, she has so much there. God, it just kills me. I don't know. I just don't want to see her cut. But again, like Miss Clark, maybe it's time. Victor, what? how do you look at this one? I'm curious as to whether or not there might have been some contractual thing. Like, you know what? It's probably cheaper to sign somebody else and keep her around for another one. Or, you know, maybe her fights were up and they're not really invested in um, dealing with Korean fighters right now. Maybe their focus is on other markets elsewhere. And, you know, maybe they just weren't big fans of her. It could be any of these things or a combination of various, you know, you pick and choose. Um, I Yeah, I, it's a shame. It's a shame that the fight was went the way it went. And that things that happened happened and that she ended up getting cut. But, well, yeah, that's that's what the game is, man. Yep. And it's brutal. Uh, next yeah. up, we have Doug, uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade getting the win over Cody Stamen. I don't know that he won that fight. Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. I don't know that he won that fight. You and I you know what me and Victor are not alone in this too. There were a lot of no. people pretty pissed off after this fight. I wasn't even mad though. This is like sometimes you get these decisions where it's just like you expect Yeah, it. that that shouldn't have happened, but you're just like what can you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're at the point now where you don't even get mad because it's happening so frequently. And it's a fight that's not even of any major consequence. And it's like, it's, it's not, not that that's an excuse, not that that's a benefit or anything. Um, But it's, it's one of those things where if it were more high stakes, then yeah, you'd probably be angrier. You'd be more upset because but either way, right. Even if it's not a super high stakes fight, these are professional careers at stake. You know, this is stuff that can be used, held, held against them. When it comes to negotiating a new deal, when it comes to whether or not they're going to get re-signed, whether it comes to, you know, any of these things that are of, of dire importance. So, yeah, this, it does matter in the end. It just sucks. It's like, yeah, we just uh, we, we got a lot of rank incompetence everywhere. And boy, howdy, am I being the most chipper motherfucker alive today, ain't I? Good God. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, I'm not apologizing for it either. Fuck it. We need this. Yes, we do. Because this is actually kind of dour conversation. We're talking about people getting cut and getting shafted by judges because Cody Stamen just took a loss and lost half of his paycheck because of it. Mm-hmm. 
So we have to keep that in mind. Half of his paycheck never went to him. Oh, God. Next up, Carl Williams defeating Chase Sherman. Again, again, you can't even say these names with a straight face. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, Chase Sherman, he just got his walking papers and took another loss. He's now 16 and 12. He was never built for the UFC. They Bro. did him so dirty. He was wood chipper fodder. That's what he was. He was fortunate to get the couple of wins that he got or a few wins that he got. But listen. This guy was never built for the UFC, and Carl Williams isn't either, but you just have one low-tier guy beating an even lower-tier guy, and that's what we had here, and it was awful to watch. Thankfully. Uh, yeah, we got to pay the consequences. But you know what? I, just like imagine, imagine for a moment. I want you to you, Stephanie Gertrude Haynes, to close your eyes <laughs> for a moment and envision that you paid your hard-earned motherfucker money to go to this event and 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 witness this, you gotta say you're like, yeah, this this damn, this is where my money going. I'm gonna go see elite mixed martial arts action live and in person, if you will. Nuh uh, no the fuck you ain't. Now when is this? Nope. This is what's on the menu. Again, this is the kind of thing that you should be mad at because yes, you do need space for guys to develop and flourish and all that. But you keeping Chase Sherman around, like, no disrespect to him. I'm happy to see him get his coin. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? We know what the fucking move is. And then you put him in there against another guy whose record is looking pretty, no, I don't want to say padded, but it ain't looking great. And, and and all of this in service of what? Of filling content, of yes. serving the giant, the, the, the only master being served here is ESPN and nobody the fuck else. Just keep that in mind, man. Keep that in mind. Yep. Then we get a breather, a respite. From the the cannon fodder that's been going on, we get Matt Brown versus Court McGee. Now listen, I don't mm. mind a dinosaur match. I don't, as long as it's a dinosaur against a dinosaur and not yeah. a dinosaur against a prime King Kong or a prime Godzilla. You know that's been irradiated fifty thousand times and is ready to breathe irradiated fire everywhere. These this was an appropriate fight. Yes, Court McGee got his his shit cleaned. You know, that clock has no numbers. It's a blank face now. But it was it was nice to have this after Chase Sherman, Carl Williams, after Douglas Silva de Andrade, after Mandy Bowman, Gian Kim. You know, this this was a nice palate cleanser. You know, I felt bad the court got knocked out like that, but I'm glad you pointed out that this is responsible matchmaking. This is what you do with older guys. This is how you're supposed to handle. This is how you're supposed to handle this. If they're older, you don't you don't do Shogun versus Ihor Portera. No, you don't do that shit. There, it, that that helps no one. This. Well, yeah, it keeps things going. It keeps things alive. It keeps Matt Brown in the conversation. He's coming in for the knockout record, right? Nobody really, you know, yeah, sure. Court obviously got separated from consciousness, but you, you can't get too mad at that. It's fine. And it delivered some action, which, I mean, good God, sorely needed. This was a breath of fresh air. As is the next fight, which was a damn good fight. Again, these are more... These are also dinosaurs. Alex Morono, not so much as Tim Means. Tim Means has been fighting for a long, long time. Good Lord, I saw some clips of him fighting Spencer Dam Fisher. 
okay? And Tim was like this, this bleach blonde kid. Then he gets in here and he fights an amazing fight. You know what? In the stand-up department, Tim Means can still do business. But, you know, his kryptonite, <laughs> like we discussed last week, his kryptonite can tend to be grappling. And boy, did he get choked out. My goodness. Alex Morano yeah. looked really good in there uh, as far as maintaining and not losing his composure because he was getting stunned there a good bit. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. So so Means was doing all right. Morano looked like he was going to be in a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell you what, I it, it, I did not see that coming the way that it did. You know, Morono, I'm like, yeah, he ain't got it. You know, you see him go for the yeah. head like, yeah, he ain't got it. Then I see him readjust his hands. I'm like, oh, he got it. shit. I think, <laughs> I think, I think he might. I think he might. And then, yeah, man, it, it worked. It really did. What you said in the beginning, though, it looked like he was getting ready to be in some trouble. It really did. I mean, I for sure thought it was just a matter of moments before Tim finished him. Mm. I thought it was coming. It, it, I mean, he was moving them all around that cage. Hey, that's 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 experience yes. working, you know. Yeah, exactly. that's hustle. Uh, I'll tell you where experience didn't work, and that was for Ihor Portiera because let's let's not forget he was a veteran of twenty plus fights. I think it was like twenty two fights, twenty three fights, something like that. Before he went in against Carlos Uberg, who had a whole eight fights to his name. But Carlos Uberg showed that power beats experience <laughs> when you land it just right. I guess so, yeah. And another one for us handsome kings. That's Imagine right. that. That's a. I didn't think he was going to pull that off either. I picked against him. I'm like, I don't know if he's really got it. Uh, um, you know, is he putting the pieces together? She put them together like a motherfucker now. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, indeed. And then we have Ian Machado Gary. I'm so sorry. I know how much you like Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah. That, that's all. I'll leave it at that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Man, listen, I I, I still got love for the guy. You know what I mean? That was that was a a solidarity pick and all that. But, you know, let's be real. uh, Ian was was more ready and Daniel was a day late and a dollar short on a lot of those. That's what it is. Yeah. Can can we, though, look at Ian Machado Gary and look at his his development? They are I I often dog and drag the UFC, but their movement of Ian Machado Gary is just beautiful. The way that they're matching him, they're moving him incrementally, and I like it because this kid has potential. Yeah, I I just think it's. (laughs) I really enjoy the way they're moving him along. I tend to um, not look at his interviews, but I did catch this interview after the fight, and it wasn't cringe. He said specifically that he doesn't want to be fast tracked into a title shot. He said, and I quote, I want to clean out the entire top 10. I want to clean them all out before. I love that. Yeah, I I just thought it was funny, and I I know that so many people uh, jumped on this right away. He doesn't want to be compared to McGregor, talked about as the next McGregor, but like, bro, you're dressing like him, you're walking like him, 
fuck is we doing fam like we don't need like <laughs> we, we don't no we would not be doing this if you were not helping you know what i'm saying like come on just 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 let's let's slow down on that please please <laughs> find your own voice blaze your own path you're amazing you're a great talent you seem like a good kid don't fuck this up i do like that he adopted his wife's name i don't think we would ever think oh do this, that this is like a jack white situation mm-hmm. i didn't realize that yeah and so i don't think we would ever see conor mcgregor do anything close to that so i kind of i kind of dig that ian did that now we get mm. to the co-main event okay johnny walker and anthony smith was not a fun fight to watch but i did note oh. some things and the first thing that I noted was that even though Anthony Smith was not launching a lot, when he landed, he was landing with a lot of impact. Johnny Walker, conversely, he was landing volume, but not a lot of them were impactful. His kicks were what were impactful, but his punches were pitter-patter, and he was he was landing them in such volume that that absolutely played into it, as well as those kicks. But Anthony Smith's shots were more impactful. It's just Anthony Smith is shot. His legs are gone. His cardio isn't what it was before. There was one at one time Anthony Smith had very, very good cardio, but as he's aged mm-hmm. and all of these wars that he's been in, I think it's really taken its toll. He's he's very good on the desk. They should let him, you know, maybe give him someone that's not in the top 10 as a, a as a you know a parting gift and stick him on the desk exclusively i hate to say that but you know this is just me looking at a fighter that i really like watching and seeing the deterioration and not wanting to see him completely devolve and have his legacy tainted any more than it already is because his record right now is 36 and 18 hey yo look <sighs> Man is going out sad, mm-hmm. right? That's just that's. Just, I don't think there's much else I can add to that. You nailed it. You said this perfectly. Walker was more effective with his kicks. Smith's cardio was not there, and it just made for. I mean, everybody lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The division kind of suffers a little because, like, now, damn. I mean, neither one of these guys. Are you excited to see what's next in the future for Johnny Walker? I mean, are you just prepared to the number five spot? Are you prepared for this man's ascent now? Oh boy, Johnny Walker at number five. I I, I can barely keep my panties on to see what's going on next with him. <laughs> oh no, to see him fight Jan Blahovich or, or well, not him because we'll probably get to that. Magomed Ankalaev or Alexander Rakic. Oh, bubba, I cannot wait to see. No, no, you're not thrilled. Stop that shit. Put no, put your put your pants back on. You are not excited to see any of this. And you know it. Deep down inside, we all know it. I'm sorry. That was a smart, conservative, and intel- and, and, and very well-planned fight. That was not a fun fight. And that is not a fight that did him any favors. Because on top of the fact that he chewed up an old and, let's face it, you know, not quite physically all there Anthony Smith, couldn't finish him either. Didn't seem like he was coming anywhere close to doing it. Then you could say it's hard to finish Anthony Smith, sure. But, eh, you know, eh. Yeah. And remember um, when Greg Greg Jackson was called the sport killer for, you know, 
providing thoughtful fight plans for, for lack of a better term and then we get and then we get uh john kavanaugh and look what he's done to johnny walker uh but yeah you, know, you know you know you know you know this is where we gotta we gotta do the the, the flashback drizzle <laughs> I remember Conor McGregor saying that him and his style with John Kavanaugh were revolutionizing the sport to make things more exciting. You saw them tweets, too. You saw them tweets, too, that may or may not have been fueled by Bolivian marching powder at 3 in the morning. You saw this. Sh- I know. You listening right now. Yes, you. You driving right now, bitch. You on the treadmill. You read them tweets just like we did. You know You know he said that. So I, I refuse to accept that now... This 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 gym this team is pumping out fighters that are not exciting and making people like uh, Johnny Walker uh, less interesting to watch. No, no way. Mm-mm. Sport killer. <laughs> I, you know what's Christ. funny is that when you when you said that those tweets, you really could hear Victor's rolled R just like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're gonna crowdfund you a flight to Ireland so that you could go to SPG Ireland, kick in the door, and just yell out "Sport Killer" like Ice T when he was singing "Cop Killer" back in '89. That's that's the move right there. That's what we're gonna do with you. We're not here to take part. We're here to revolutionize. <laughs> did i really just do that take part of what joining ambien you motherfuckers what are you doing that's not fair i mean look i i they got some good fighters but i mean i just feel like it's it's the reputation thing is is, it is funny right it's funny Mm -hmm. how how this is the thing that doesn't get any heat that's funny i mean they removed what made johnny johnny and in the process they made him a winning fighter again which sure. is good, but I, that was his first win outside of the first round. By the way, mm, mm. yes, I'm interesting. That, that's a real stat. Mm. All right, so we're gonna get to the main event: Jailton Almeida saving the day. He just disposed of Yarzinho Rosenstruck like he was standing still. I, I, I got to make a minor confession here. I wasn't gonna watch this live. But then I didn't really have anything else to do. <laughs> like I had some other responsibilities. Oh I had squared them away. No, I, I really thought like I'm going to be busy. And then I'm like, no, I took care of everything in the morning. And then I'm like, all right, I guess I might as well watch it. And yeah, I, I did. And uh, I, I only saw the main card live in its entirety. And um, yeah, this was this was nice. This was nice. I, I, I thought it was um, I, I really did. I thought that that Almeida would struggle more with Rosenstruck's uh, barrages and you know the way that he sort of lunges in and and, and starts the uh, exchanges. No, not at all. No. Once they went to the ground, I'm like, ooh, yeah, Biggie boy gonna struggle, boy. And yeah, he he made that fucking struggle. Once he turned him over and had him belly down, like, yeah, man, that that's that's impressive. That's that's some damn fine, man. Listen, the lapsed grappler in me was salivating watching that shit. That was beautiful. <laughs> And another thing about Jailton, though, I, I will say this. He has no fear. My God, the way he just waded right in against Yarzinho Rosenstruck, who has that one hitter quitter. Man, I don't know if I want to see him do that against, say, a Sir Sergei Pavlovich. You know, well, somebody yeah. that hits like that. You don't want to you don't want to walk in with your hands down like that, you know? Yeah, no, you I, don't I agree. Just dive I hope straight that it... in where a guy can, you know, snatch you or kick the shit out of you or whatever. But the point I'm making is, is that Sergey hits like a truck, and Jailton is 
got that invincible armor about him right now. The way that he just went straight in like that. I don't know if he's going to want to do that with some of these I'd, guys. I'd like to hope that he and his crew would make adjustments and plan ways to not exactly replicate that. I mean, you can't yeah. do, you cannot get away with that against everybody. Tied to Ivasa, for instance. I mean, you know what? And that's, yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned him. Um, Boy, he, did you see that quote that he had about Ty? No, no, I did not. He said that he'd love to fight him in Brazil because he wants to challenge himself. And that the thing with Ty is that wherever Ty hits you, your hair does not grow back. Now that, if that ain't the most Brazilian shit you heard all week, if that is not that. the most impressive and just abjectly fucking hilarious, I mean. I love that so much. That's can you hilarious. love him any more than this? Like, good God, please don't let him be like a Bolsonaro supporter. For the love of Christ, don't let him be like an Andrew Tay fan. This, no, keep this man chaste, beautiful, and pure. I love this guy. I love this guy. I want the world for him. I hope he makes millions. Fuck this shit. This is amazing. I, I, I You know what? I hope he signs with PFL, too, and make the guaranteed minimum two mil against Francis. Right? That. I love that. I, I love that for him because he ain't gonna make that shit here. Yeah, <laughs> he just made a little over a hundred thousand for this fight. Oh, it take me all night to count that. Oh boy, wow, yeah. But yeah. that launched him into the top fifteen, probably the top ten. I think that launched him into the top ten. But I mean, I love the guy. I want to see a lot more of him. And for those of you out there that are hollering for Almeida. Versus John Jones, you will never see that fight. And you really? will probably never see John Jones versus Sergei Pavlovich either. Hmm. And I wonder why. Well, with Almeida, it's because he's good at what John Jones is good at. <laughs> and with Sergei, it's because he hits like a Mack truck and he's pretty savvy himself. You, so, you really don't think that he's going to fight either guy? I really don't. I think he's huh. going to fight Stipe for a whole bucket load of money and he's going to stick around in some sort of capacity for the UFC to make events and appearances and all of these good things but I don't think we see John Jones fight those two guys anybody that could harm his legacy I don't think we see hmm that is that is a very interesting position. I'm curious, like really curious to see if that if that comes to be. I, and I will happily eat crow. You know this. I am a I am a person that if I have to have my serving, I let everybody know too. Hey, I was wrong. Yeah, Here's my pass crow. The Come watch me eat. <laughs> exactly. All right. So it's time for us now to jump into UFC Fight Night Dern versus Hill. I struggled mightily to find fights for us to pick. Boy, did I struggle. <laughs> so as a result, I only picked three fights from this card for us to talk about. And then we're just going to make quick picks on the two boxing matches because we have two big, very, very big boxing matches. So our first fight that we're going to pick. Actually, let me just point out a couple of fights on this card. Um, Again, this is the thinnest card imaginable. Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill is wonderful fodder for a main card of a fight night. But is it headliner material? I don't think so. I'm sorry. I, I want to back up a second. Is this really the thinnest card you can think of? I mean, I, I think we can do worse. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> fairly thin. It's I want to still... see him try. 
I just figured out what you were saying there. That makes it even <laughs> These motherfuckers. This shit's going to take like nine hours. Oh, oh God. my God. That's the worst part. Oh, God. You're going to see the same ad on repeat over and over and over. Mm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They should at least have the decency of fitting like a Simpsons episode in there somewhere. Like, you're just you're gonna give me a, a forty-five minute break between fights. Give me something entertaining that's not just a bunch of guys. You know, oh, uh, this fight. But you, you, you know, don't tell me this fight's gonna be interesting or compelling. You know, it's not in your fucking heart. You know, it's not gonna be good. Stop this. This though, the main event. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little torn, man. Mm-hmm. I'm a little torn because you get fights that, you know, we, obviously you're not going to have the same kind of um, striker versus grappler archetype bouts that you would have in, say, 1996. But sometimes you get these fights that come in, you know, approximating something like that as a modern day, um, uh, uh, not parallel exactly, but but something that's close to it because Angela Hill striking, really good. Her takedown defense, pretty good too. Mackenzie Dern's takedowns are not great. Mackenzie um, Dern's takedowns are not great at all. Neither are her setups. No. But what's interesting about that fight, though, is that well, let's let's just hold off on that one and we'll get to it because we have we do have some fights before that. But I just want to point out a few fights in here that I mean they make no sense to me. Okay. Uh, there is one fight on the undercard though that I will be keeping an eye on, even though I didn't choose for us to pick it. Natalia Silva has my eye. She really does. After her last fight, I just, ooh, she is someone to watch. She takes this fight over Victoria Leonardo. I want to see her move up quickly because she seems to be something special. So I will watch that. Chase Hooper making the move to 155. Might, might keep my eye on him. Those are interesting fights because of the, the the circumstances, you know. Natalia Silva impressed the shit out of everybody in her last fight. Chase Hooper's making a move. Those are those are compelling to watch just for that and that alone. Chase Hooper's fighting Nick Fiore. Natalia Silva's fighting Victoria Leonardo. There's 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 the compelling fights. Then we get to fights that make me go, huh? Ilir Latifi versus Rodrigo Nascimento. Latifi. Why? Why? I thought Latifi was retiring. Did he pull that back? Was he pull, get, giving us the, the, the old switch, the bait and switch? What the hell? Why you is he fighting? Why? I don't know. That just drives me nuts. Mm. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Andre Fialu versus Joaquin Buckley. Andre mm. Fialu with that chin, why? Yeah, Fialo's had a Fialo's had a a, a, a really Super rough. Both bucket. of them have really yeah. rough patches, but Fialo has been not looking like the same dude he was in Bellator. No. Man, I mean, two really bad finish losses. Uh, in a row and then you're putting him in there against a guy who hits super hard like Buckley um mm, you know I, I I'll tell you which of the two was is more ifish and it ain't Buckley um I I do not like this Sam I am I do not like this at all exactly yeah this whole thing is a fucking mess good god what I, what, what I, I don't I'm I'm trying to like it's it's nice to see Gilbert Urbina on this but it's like that's me because I'm a dork Mm-hmm. Okay, like I'm, I'm Vanessa Demopoulos against Karolina Kovalkovich. I mean, that's okay. That's not a bad fight. You know, you got some name value with Karolina, although one, it's greatly diminished. That one we should look at for a second because when we were talking about lots of losses and lots of, uh, you know, why are they still getting t- 
time in the UFC. Here's a prime example. You know, you had Carolina go on a fucking five fight loss streak. Okay. And they were so eager to give her something and they had to give Felice Herrig one last fight and they gave her Felice Herrig. And that was like the biggest here, please bring yourself up after five losses. I mean, I understand that, that, that they both had, you know, a fight left on their contract, but they could have cut Carolina. They I mean, could she have. was, she was definitely <clears throat> having, she was struggling. Um, and then they gave her the fight with Felice and she won. And then she got Silvana Gomez Juarez and she mm. won. And so I don't know. I feel like sometimes there are reasons, but I never understood the reason for her. Were they so desperate to keep, um, keep someone that could warm Joanna's uh, jo spot in case she come back. I don't know, but I, I never really understood the point of keeping her around. I mean, she, even the loss to Jessica Panay, she shouldn't have lost to Jessica Panay. You know? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. This, it's, this, it's this crazy. is a very, um, yeah, this is just very confusing, you know, placement and, and, and all this, like who gets to stay, who doesn't, I'm look, I, it's nice for her to stick around. Yeah. She's talented, but how long can she hang? Exactly. And I'm wondering because she's facing Vanessa Demopoulos and Vanessa Demopoulos is, you know, she's, she's a, she's a tough girl. Um, yeah. she is on a two fight win streak. She defeated, uh, let's see. She also shares a, a win over Silvana Gomez Juarez, but I mean, listen, Carolina struggled with her mightily, but Vanessa Demopoulos finished her O in two minutes and 25 seconds with a nasty arm bar. You know? Right. And then she's on a two-fight streak right now against Jen Frey and against Maria Oliveira, and then she's going to take on Carolina. I don't know. I just... I... Man, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways... We get to the point now where we're going to make our three picks. So our first fight that we're going to choose is Mahashate versus Vyacheslav Borshev. Um, Muki is taking Vyacheslav Borshev, as am I. I'm still on the fence about Mahashate. And I don't know. I just think that Borshev will probably be able to pull this out. But again, it's any man's fight. So, Victor, how are you going? I like me some Slava Claus in this one here. Mine shot that can hit hard, but can he mix it up and land that shot? I I think that, that Slava is a little more, he's a little trickier. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I, I think I got to give it to him on that. All right. So we get to the next fight, which is the co-main event. I love this fight. This is a great fight. Um, Edmund Shabazian versus Anthony Hernandez and Fluffy is so interesting. I love this guy. I love his fight style. He's dangerous. I think he's going to win. So I'm taking Anthony Hernandez as is Mookie. Yeah, I'm going with Fluffy too. I don't know why they call him Fluffy though. I mean, he ain't exactly, he's, he's not a chunky boy. You know what I mean? So I, it, it, it's, it's cool. I, I, I think it's, um, I, I think it's going to be a tough one, absolutely, because Shabazian can hit hard. He's yeah. finally with a great team. Um, 
I don't know. I just I kind of like how Hernandez mixes up his striking and his wrestling. I like the way he sets up his submissions. I, I got to go with him. Yes. And then we get to the main event as we started talking earlier about Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill. Uh, the, the matchup is in that classic sense that Victor was talking about, like to to the uneducated eye, it looks like grappler versus striker. But when you peel back the layers, Mackenzie Dern loves to stand and bang. She envisions herself a striker, even though she is best suited to her grappling but she envisions herself as this great striker and so she stands and bangs a lot she does not have good form she does not have good defense either she takes a lot of shots she's just lucky she's got a tremendous chin because she's taken a lot of big shots in her career um she doesn't have good openings on her takedowns she's actually quite terrible at takedowns but when the fight hits the ground, she also struggles to, like, for instance, the, the Marina Rodriguez fight. She kept Marina in, an, in a submissive posture for almost the entire second round. She was, you know, she was angling for that. She had her in the, I want to say an arm bar or something, right? Was it an arm bar? <clears throat> I don't really remember. It might have I'm been. almost positive it was an armbar. And I mean, it was literally almost the entire second round, uh, save for a few scrambles where Marina would get out, McKenzie would adjust and end up right there, but she could not finish her. And we've seen that a few times with McKenzie where that she has struggled mightily to maintain her submission hold and then lost it and either lost the fight or just barely won the fight, whatever. But the point I'm making is, is that she struggles despite the fact she's an insanely good grappler. And then you have Angela Hill who she's not the best grappler, but she's a good, she's good defensively and she's a good striker. This is any woman's fight, but I'm taking Dern. Mookie is taking Dern. I'm interested in Victor's breakdown because he's a grappler. So I'm going to let you take it from here. Well, I think I already pretty much, you know, gave the whole thing up. You know, I, I just think that um, Dern is probably going to start getting punished. I mean, the longer the fight goes on, the more she, chances she might get if she's able to get it to the ground the way she wants to. Uh, I don't see Angela sticking around longer than necessary on the ground with her. Um, not if she has an option. If she can spring back up, that's her best bet. And if she can um, wear Dern out in the clinch, especially and start killing the body, that's going to be a big, big benefit. Because I really wonder what's going to, what things are going to look like for Dern if her cardio gets pushed. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't. I'm getting a hunch. I don't really like her chances. I'm going to go with Angela. All right. So Victor is. The dissenter on the UFC Fight Night quick card. All right. So now we're going to get to a ladies boxing match that I'm really excited to watch. I know Chantel Cameron's name isn't huge right now, but that girl is tough. She is also undefeated. Going up against Katie Taylor, who she's the cream of the crop. I love Katie Taylor. This is an interesting fight. I am taking Katie Taylor, though I can't go any other way. Mookie is also picking Katie Taylor. I know literally nothing about the other should, girl. I'm going to go with Katie Taylor. You should listen to us. Yes. <laughs> all right. So all three of us are in agreement with Katie Taylor. Then we get to 
a really, really awesome fight between Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko. Victor, you should definitely take Devin Haney. Mookie and I. Really? Yes, yes, you should. Yes, you should. <clears throat> Trust me, you should. But I, I, I like the other guy. You do. All right, fine. I mean, I guess I'll go with any shit. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, you listen, you, you, hey, y'all told me it was good. Fuck, I don't know. You should, trust me. I've Haney's never better. seen Devin Haney fight, not once. I have no I have no clue. I mean, I, I, he must be good if he's getting this fight. I, obviously, I, I respect him. I ain't saying nothing, anything negative on that end. Just like I, I'm really flying blind on this one, uh, 100. So that's what it is. <laughs> All right. To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that... Go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Podcast Network production. Subscribe at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com. Give us your email and receive notifications when your favorite shows drop straight into your inbox. We're also found on a wide variety of podcast outlets, including SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Podcasts, MusicBee, RSS Radio, IMDB, and now also found in your app store on apps such as Downcast, the podcast app, iCatcher, PodCruncher, Podbean, and more. Just search for Bloody Elbow Podcast and you will get brand new shows throughout the week, including the Care Don't Care Podcast, the Level Change Podcast, the Hey Not the Face Podcast, the MMA Vivisection Main Card and Prelims UFC Preview Shows, the Sixth Round Post Fight Show, Crooklyn's Corner, the Sixth Round Retro, the Show Money Podcast, the MMA Depressed Us, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, and the Return of the MMA Bunker.